this is the Pleasurable Money Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm the divine alien driving this here spaceship. I'm a pleasurable money coach with over a decade of experience in finance. During that time, I have learned that a mix of systems and spirituality makes a perfect blend. I have helped hundreds of spiritual business owners heal their relationship with money, and I'm here to teach you how to become money's ride or die. Stop treating money like a booty call using the help of tools like breathwork and pleasure, which will be featured on this podcast. And learn from me and other experts about how to own your wealth. Together, we will break down what it looks like to be in relationship with money and to be in full embodiment with your pleasure. In this episode of the Sacred Wealth Podcast, I am talking about how money professionals can contribute to our poor relationship with money, how they can affect our outlook on money and debt and how you can kind of choose your money professional to be exactly who you need to be in exactly the right moment. If you have any experiences that you'd like to add, I'd love to make another episode maybe expanding a little bit on the negative experiences that people have, the negative limiting beliefs that people have around money. So feel free to send me a response to my DM at sacrednumbers.co. And I hope you love this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sacred Wealth Podcast. I am Megan. I am your host. And today we're going to talk about how money pros are terrible and they suck. (laughs) So that's a little bit of hyperbole, but I think that a lot of people end up having negative and traumatizing and scarring experiences with their money professionals, whether or not it's a family friend who maybe doesn't understand that you work on the internet, whether or not it's your parents who have said something negative to you about money or about your role in their household. A lot of us end up having some negative view around money in some way or another. So I'd put a question box on my Instagram stories and in the future, if you'd like to participate in these little polls and be part of the podcast, I would love that. So you can follow me at sacrednumbers.co on Instagram and look out for those. So a few of you sent back responses to my prompt, which was, have you ever had a bad experience or a traumatizing experience around money or money professionals. And I got a couple responses that were talking about debt, talking about their parents, and also feeling scarce and unwelcomed into the money conversation as children. So we're going to talk about a few of these examples because regret and limiting beliefs and scarcity around money leads to so many other problems in our lives. So as we grow up and we have these experiences, they shape the way we feel about ourselves and the way we interact with the world around us. And that's true for any area of life. It can be health, it can be work, but specifically money we're going to talk about today because that's what this podcast is all about. If you have any regret around taking money out for college, 
Maybe you don't use your degree. Maybe you dropped out halfway through. It can put a huge damper on how you feel about this debt. I teach a lot of my clients on how to first and foremost be grateful for their debt, which I know feels oxymoronic. And you feel like being grateful for my debt. Are you crazy? Are you kidding me? I could never be grateful for my debt. I just want it fucking gone. Am I right? And as much as I want you to be out of debt and rid of debt forever, if that's how you choose to look at debt, we have to be thankful for it first. So something I will share with you regarding this specific topic is your debt has allowed you to learn new things about yourself. Even if you went into debt for college and you don't use your degree or you dropped out and you feel like it was a waste of money, I truly believe that there's no such thing as wasted money or wasted time, only gained experiences. So you going to college, you figured out that that wasn't for you. Now you don't have to worry or wonder that maybe you would have found an amazing career path in college. You tried it, didn't work out. Now you get to say thank you to the debt that provided that experience to you. As well as, if you completed your degree, and maybe you hate your job, maybe you hate the field that you're in, you now are that much more prepared to move forward with your life and find a new career path from here. This experience has given you something that can never be replaced. You now know what you don't want. And the quickest path to figuring out what we do want is to remove the things that we know that we don't want. So I just encourage you to be really thankful and feel very blessed and fortunate to have been able to take out this debt to have these experiences. I know it's a little counterintuitive, but a lot of people don't even qualify for debt. And I could talk about debt for much longer, but that's not this podcast. We are talking about money professionals today. Okay, so moving forward from the regret around debt, I hope that was helpful for you to maybe reframe a traumatizing experience surrounding taking out a loan for your school education. And please leave a review if that was helpful. I would love to hear it. The next thing I want to talk about is that a couple of you submitted that your parents might have said something negative or scary about money and that has really informed a lot of how you treat your money today. So one of the specific examples that I wanted to share was somebody mentioned that at four years old their parents told them that they were eating them out of house and home. And it created a lot of nervousness around buying essentials in that person's life for the foreseeable future. That really sucks. And it sucks so much because it's one of those things that maybe that person's parents didn't even realize what they said. They said it in passing. And there's no way to know that that person was going to hang on to that one comment for the rest of their lives. And it's not saying anything negative about the person holding on to the comment. 
it's just to point out that our experiences, the way we think about money and health and work is a combination of all of the viewpoints that we've ever come across in our entire lives. And it makes sense because as we grow up, we listen to teachers, aunts and uncles, grandparents, troop leaders, church leaders, all of these people have said something to us about money in our lives. We've learned about money from religion. We've learned about money from our parents. And all of these lived experiences come together and combine to create what you feel about your money right now. And that's not to say that that's indicative of how you're going to feel about money for the rest of your life because we are now adults. We now get to scrutinize and take a look at every single belief, whether it serves you or not. You know, you could be really excited about a belief, but you still get to look at that belief and say, how can I make this better? How can I make this serve me more effectively? So as adults, we get to choose the belief systems we hold. We get to choose whether that thing that our parents said when we were four years old still affects our lives. Because your parents probably have changed a lot since that point too. I know I've changed significantly (laughs) since I was four years old and I now get to say, hey, that belief doesn't feel good to me. I wonder if there's a way that I can reframe that in my own words that really speaks to my soul and allows me to move past that negative limiting belief. And one last thing I wanted to say about maybe your traumatic experience around money has to do with something somebody else did or said to you. Just know that we are all children interacting with other children And we are all coming from our own wounded places. So as soon as you can separate yourself from taking meaning about yourself from something somebody else said, the sooner you'll be able to realize that that person, even though they may have meant you harm, they were probably coming from a wounded place of their own. In that way, we can show compassion and understanding to others when they lash out to us. And lastly, I've had many a client come to me and tell me that their accountant, their bookkeeper, their money coach has made them feel bad about something or another. I've had people tell me that their accountants have yelled at them for not filing taxes in the correct amount of time. I've had people tell me that Their accountants have made fun of them for the work that they do online. You know, people of a certain generation not understanding millennials and Gen Z that they do most of their work online. And it just baffles me (laughs) how people in money can feel like they just have this amazing, huge chip on their shoulder that they know so much more about money and that they know what's best for you and that they know what's best for your business. And that just absolutely is not true. So the first thing that I want to say about how you can go about 
finding a professional that matches with your values and that will understand you is to figure out what your values are. If your values include someone who's going to be supportive and kind of kick your butt a little and make you hold yourself accountable and stand up to yourself in the mirror when you break promises to yourself, then that needs to be something that you stand in firmly when you're looking for your money professional. I will say that I am not for everyone. The way I coach, the way I manage people's money is not for everyone. And some people get triggered with the way that I do my work. And to those people that get triggered, I would just say, take that trigger, take a look at it and say, what value is this person crossing for me? Is this person being genuine? Does this person have my best interest at heart? Is that even one of my values? Do I care if they care about me? Do I just want them to be excellent at their job and they can have no bedside manner and that's totally fine? When you decide what you want from a money professional, that's when you can stand in your boundaries. And something that I always ask my clients is what does our ideal relationship look like to you? How often are we talking a month? Do you care to have hour-long meetings? Do you want to be able to have a login to your books? Do you want to have your eyes on the money? Or do you just want to receive the reports and be given the highlights? It's all based on your comfort level. And that's not to say that your comfort level isn't going to change. You may find that you don't care if somebody actually cares about you and you just want them to do your taxes or whatever it may be. And that's totally fine. I'm here to tell you that whatever your values are when it comes to hiring a money professional are good and right and true. And nobody gets to tell you that your values are wrong. And when they do, you get to find someone else. You get to say, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being you. And now I can move forward in the world and find someone who is going to align with me. Before I close out this podcast, I did want to talk briefly about who I work with and what it's like to work with me. I try my hardest to create a welcoming, non-judgmental, warm, homey container around money because I know that most of the people that come to me are scared and nervous and paranoid and traumatized around money. And sometimes I do forget that. Sometimes I let my ego get the best of me. And sometimes I give people bad experiences surrounding money. Like I said before, I'm not for everyone. But I really hope that if you are out there and I have turned you off in some way around money, that I can encourage you that there are so many people out there that are going to light you up around money and I encourage you to find those people and if you have some specific values in mind I'd love to recommend some of my friends and colleagues who might be a better fit for you than I am. I had someone super interested in my programming but she was in Australia and she felt this really strong call to find someone who was in Australia with her And I had a friend and I recommended her to that friend. And so now they are working very well together and I just wish them the best. 
So just know that if I'm not for you, I still love you so much and I want you to love your money. And I want you to be rich unapologetically. It's not just my work that gets to inspire you to be rich unapologetically. I am not hoarding the abundance vibes. I'm not hoarding the money vibes. Like, we all get to have it. We all get to be rich in our own way. And we all get to have our values and be the type of extravagant that we desire. I work with inspired, slightly woo-woo, badass millennial coaches who need a welcoming home. I try my hardest to tread lightly and make sure that people know that what they are feeling is so valid. I also don't pull any punches. All of my coaching is permission-based, so before I give you any sort of hard truths or a kick in the butt, I always make sure that you're in the right headspace. So you'll hear me asking my clients, do you mind if I ask you a tough question? Or do you mind if we go further down that path? I heard a little bit of a limiting belief and I kind of want to pick at that a little bit. And my clients know that they are allowed to say no. (laughs) They are allowed to say, you know, Megan, I really am appreciative that you want to help me dig into this specific limiting belief, but right now I feel like it could be more triggering for me than helpful. And I'll say, okay, awesome. Let's move on. Next question. Next topic. And each session, a part of my sacred money method is pretty prepared and preset, but there's plenty of room for flow. And we get into things that I never have prepared for. We go off script all the time. And it is so fun. So even though my one-on-one program is a structured program, I have a set curriculum that I move my clients through. There's plenty of room for flexibility. And it's just so fun for me (laughs) to go through. So yeah, that is about Money Professionals. I want to really empower you in this moment to figure out what it is the fuck you want from your money professional, the type of vibe that you want them to build, the type of contact you want to have from them, the type of work that they do, and then stand firm in those boundaries. If you ever need a recommendation, feel free to DM me on Instagram at sacrednumbers.co. If you are feeling called to my container, I would love to chat with you. I am also very selective with who I accept into my container, just as you should be with how you choose your professionals. So send me a DM, fill out the form on my coaching website. That's sacrednumbers.co slash money dash coaching. And I've had people tell me just filling out the form is so helpful. I have a couple of forms that you have to go through before you actually book a call with me. And they're really probing questions. They make you think about what you want from your money and how you think about your money right now. So I encourage you to, if nothing else, (laughs) check out those questionnaires and use them as journal prompts. To end this episode, I'll just give you a few journal prompts beginning with how to choose a money professional. So the first prompt is, what do I want in a money pro? 
How do I want to feel while in this person's presence? How does money make me feel now? And in three months, how would I like to feel about money in the future? If these journal prompts helped you, please leave a five-star review. I love reading them. And if you leave a five-star review, I would love to pull you an oracle card for free. Be sure to screenshot that, DM it to me on Instagram, and we will connect. I love you all, and I hope that you have an amazing 2021, and I hope that you connect with some amazing money professionals. Bye! You've been listening to the Pleasurable Money Podcast. If you want to attract more money into your life, subscribe to Pleasurable Money wherever you listen. And if you learned something today, DM this episode to a friend. Reviews help this podcast reach the rest of the world. So if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, it could be featured in a future episode. Love you so much. Bye.